socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. God, you guys, I, the craziest thing happened to me the other day. I was like at uh, the smoothie place. And the guy working the counter at the smoothie place was saying the craziest things. The other day, can you specify when the other day was for me? Oh, yeah, yeah. Three days ago. Okay, so that was Tuesday? Yes, Tuesday, yes. Okay, morning, evening, afternoon? Uh, I had to get my evening smoothie in, of course. Okay, this is making it a lot more believable. When you're Mm. so vague with, like, the other day, it feels like it's a stand-up joke, an untrue like it didn't right. happen the other day. It happened years ago, but you're recounting it right now for us. Yeah. I'll take it from the top. Sounds like you're going on tour with this material. Yeah. <laughs> so the other day, I was. Uh, you just did the same thing, though. You just did the, the same thing, but you, you're you took kind my of notes. Sort of a lilting, sort of like Elvis quality to your voice. Almost. Oh, well, thank you very much. Ooh, I just watched uh, Mystery Train for the first time, which is all about Elvis. Good little movie. What a good movie that was. Sounds mysterious. Uh, what did you say? I said that it sounds mis. Hey, I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm having a bug problem at my house. We got too many threads going here, you guys. Yeah, yeah. So we got- <laughs> well, stick to yours. I'll stick yeah. to mine. Marty can well, stick to I his other day. Myself shit. as uh, the co-host of this podcast. Well, again, my name's Scott. Uh, <laughs> Kelly, you're talking about your bug problem, Marty. Mm-hmm. You. Are saying just the other day you were at a smoothie place and uh, uh-huh. somebody was talking all crazy, and yeah. you just saw this really good movie called uh, Mystery Train. Yep. So I think we got to settle on one of these things. Okay. And Which again, one? my name is Scott. Okay. Let's settle on that. His name's Scott. <laughs> Let's unpack okay. that. Let's unpack that. <laughs> okay. okay. So Scott, does that stand for mm-hmm. something? Is that an acronym? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Ooh. it stands for sighing constantly. Other times, tickled. Ooh. <laughs> I, like well, I mean, honestly, that's not bad. Pretty that's good. not bad. Wow, your parents were creative with that naming. I like that. And it's like they knew what their son was going to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Well, what are your guys' names? Oh, shit. I'm Kelly. It doesn't stand for anything. I was oh. named after my grandpa. You can look up my name and you'll find Kelly Dana Park in De Pere, Wisconsin. <laughs> nice. I have looked that up for many a joke. Tweet to Kelly. Uh, my name's Marty. It stands for Magnificent Ambersons. <laughs> Written, <laughs> directed, directed <laughs> by <laughs> Yorson Wells. Mine stands for. Uh, hold on, uh, let's. Oh, yours is an acronym. Okay. Yeah. Was... Well, now I'm. I feel left out. So mine stands for Knives. Everyone, let's leave yesterday. Nice. Uh, Kelly's makes a lot more sense. Marty's, I have some questions about. <laughs> okay, feel free to shoot so let's shoot run a, do it. Can you say it one more time, but not uh, be giggling like a little schoolboy uh, the whole <clears> way through? <throat> Magnificent Ambersons, written, directed by Yorson Wells. Wait, okay. written? <laughs> R-I-T-T-E-N. R- <laughs> okay. Directed. And then, and then, so the, somebody didn't, somebody thought that, somebody thinks that the word is correct. It's not that they misspelled yeah, it. The only way you no. spell it like that is if you go yeah. around saying directed. Yeah, I'm a director. Yeah, I love Quentin Tarantino. He's my favorite director. Yes. That's actually probably how he spells it, because he notoriously has bad uh, penmanship yeah, and bastards. grammar. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Okay, I, there's more to unpack with that, but I'm just too tired already, so... Welcome to Spoosco and Novelty Songs. Oh, we already did that. It's a podcast about dumb shit. No, nope, I cut out. I cut out me saying it earlier. Oh, but you left this in. <laughs> you left. We're <laughs> off to a, this is a we're off to a fucking <laughs> rocky <gold>. start here. <laughs> we're doing great. This week we're reviewing Bad Trip, a 2021 American hidden camera comedy film directed by Kateo Sekirai, starring Eric Andre. I wrote Eric Andrew. 
and little Rel Howry as two best friends who take a road trip from Florida to New York City and do a bunch of hidden camera pranks along the way. This film was to premiere at South by Southwest in 2020, but was delayed due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It was released on Amazon Prime Video and famously pirated prior to the release, eventually being sold to Netflix and was made widely available in March of this year. This is a current movie, so there's not a lot of historical detail to go into. So, gentlemen, what did you think of Bad Trip? I really like this movie quite a bit. Maybe that's what, maybe the better the movie is, the worse we do as hosts. Could that be it? Because. Why did we do bad last week? Oh, was last week? Oh, yeah. No, I guess we did really good. So, never mind. Um, yeah, no, the, uh, this movie, this is like the hardest I've laughed at maybe any movie we've watched. Maybe because it was my first time seeing it, too, but. Man, I thought this movie was really, really fun. I thought the movie as a whole was good. You immediately compare it to Borat, in my opinion, because it's the same sort of concept of like, hey, we're going to film a movie. The supporting cast is going to be real people reacting to us filming a movie, but not knowing that we're filming a movie. I think a lot of it, like it, it's weird because I'm really hit or miss with like the pranks that were audacious and weird and bold i really liked the intro scene as an example like not the intro yeah i like the intro scene too where the vacuum sucks off all of his clothes that's funny the scene where he gets raped by a gorilla not funny to me i don't think so at all i think like this like when he goes back in it's like a little funnier <laughs> but still just like it's so funny it's I love just that dramatic like i i just I, f I can't help but feel bad for the people that, like, had to sit there and maybe they believed it at first, like, thought that they were going to see this guy get his arms and limbs teared off and, like, yeah. Um, I liked a lot of... It's funny because it was, like, a prank. Like, it was actually, like, fake the whole time. And we, um, as the audience, knew that it was fake. The gorilla was very clearly a man in a costume. <laughs> so like, I I just disagree. I thought the gorilla scene was like the funny. I was fucking dying the whole time. Ah, and this is where I come in the right in the middle between you guys. I'm split because I think simulated rape is like horrifying, not never funny. But it does look the suit is so fake looking. And it and like Scott said, like the idea that like as an audience member, but yeah, but like what Kelly's saying, the real people don't Why know. Why would the gorilla know to fake. fucking take down his pants? <laughs> I know. I know. Why would the gorilla know? Like, oh, he's I, I gotta grab where his belt is and pull down. I know it's so obviously fucking fake, but the people yes. like believing it. Like, I don't know. I just I think I, okay, but all right, we can skip past the gorilla scene. I don't think it's for everyone. I don't think rape as a joke topic is like that groundbreaking it's like edgelord humor to me so i'm kind of just not about it but i also can see why other people would find that particular scene funny but there's other scenes go, that i also him think going are back what him going back is funny him going I, back him is going funny back him is going funny. in at all because I, th I think he's i think I, th I don't know yeah i guess the gorilla like didn't have to uh fuck him in the butt but uh i thought it was like more like uh harambe like thing just the, like how stupid do you have to be to like go into a gorilla cage to like take a fucking selfie with it so like he like kind of it's like he fucking willingly went in there so because that's the other thing too i guess we should like just for the audience breakdown that all of the hidden camera pranks are like obviously fake and obviously like pranks but they also like sort they take place within the world of this movie too like that's that, that i guess that's what's like so for like when he like puts his hand in a blender like he has bandages on his hands in the next scene so like all this stuff is actually happening in the world of the movie but the, and and then and then the well like you said the supporting cast is real people here's my hot take all these people should have gotten all five of the nominations for best uh, supporting actor in the Oscars this year should have been various uh, people in this movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> I really believed their performances quite a bit. They had really authentic performances. 
I don't know. Like the projectile vomiting, I thought was traumatic. The blender scene, I thought was traumatic. Like, I just think a lot of those things. Well, Kelly, you're also the guy who got scared by Spy Kids. <laughs> As a kid, yeah. <laughs> I guess I don't know. you're uh, I guess... providing the little baby perspective on. I'm just be I'm just having some empathy for these people. Like I don't know if they run away. It's all fake. Like if this actually happened, I would agree with you. But it was all a silly joke. I know, and I know that it was revealed to them. Did you watch the credits? You would have loved the credits if you watched them. Okay, I guess I just don't like the concept of basically looping these people unwillingly into like your movie, your plan, your art. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of that. For the listener, Kelly's wearing a judge's robe and a powdered wig right now. <laughs> I am again somewhere in the middle. I'm 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 kind of with Kelly. Like <clears throat> I'm wearing a little devil costume from Party City. <laughs> These like prank kinds of things, I do always feel like it depends on what it is. If it's like like the blender or the projectile vomit doesn't to me, it's not too taking advantage of people. The one, the one that I actually think is like, yeah, it's ridiculous. Like the only one that I actually legit have a real problem with, I actually think they just should never have done. It's a, it's like actually really mean. Is when Tiffany Haddish breaks out of prison, and even though that's like really ridiculous, that guy was like so scared. He was so worried about getting caught by the police in that scene. Yeah, and then they, you should watch the credits, dude. I know that. I know they reveal. The, I can't believe you, I did, neither I of did you guys watch the credits. Watch the credits. I did. That's crazy. I, watched I watched the credits. I watched the credits. I watched the credits. Um, that guy ruled too. That guy was fucking awesome. The that people guy, in the credits being good sports are like obviously going to be what they use in the credit scenes. I'm sure there were some people that weren't too thrilled about having fake projectile vomit thrown on them in the middle of the night at a bar when they're just trying to have a good time. Like, I don't know. I'm just, like, thinking of that stuff guys, a little bit too much. How have we been friends for, like, 10 years, mind. and we've never, like, you guys have never been, like, that infernal Steve-O in the gang. I didn't realize I was with fucking <laughs> two school moms. steve I didn't realize on our fucking spoof and goof podcast we were so anti-prank. <laughs> I'm not anti-prank. I want to make it clear. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing. I do think it's, like, in bad taste. I think there are certain pranks that would, for me, cross the line if I was involved in them. I would be... At at the end of the day, I'd be thrilled that it didn't (laughs) actually happen, but, like, if I was involved in these certain ones, I'd be like, this fucking sucks. Like, this is... I just had I got fake vomit all over me, and I was just trying to help you because I thought you were super drunk, and you're just making a movie. So, like... I just hope these people are compensated. I also think like they're all working class people. Like the bartender was helping him out at the bar. There were these the the cleanup crew for um the when the car drove through the wall and they were like comforting her because she started breaking mm-hmm. down the love interest. Mm-hmm. And then they revealed her, oh, we're just we're just a movie. Like we're not crying. And then it's like they were hired. There there was a lot of like maids for hire in this film. That I'm kind of yeah. just like, man, they're just trying to make ends meet. Like, this kind of, like, I hope, I just hope they were compensated well, I guess. And, like, there's no, like, I don't know, bad blood between them or, like, bad memories or whatever about this. And there's no way I'm, for me to know. I'm sure they are because Eric Andre seems like an okay dude. But, like, I'm just thinking of it from that side. Like, overall, it was an enjoyable movie, but I can't help but have empathy for the victims, so to speak, of these pranks. Kelly, what's that you have in your hand? Oh, is that a a loaded pistol? And what's that in your other hand? My buzz? You're killing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. That's uh, There's definitely an... Uh, uh, if you look at this from just a purely ethical standpoint, hey, I totally agree with you. I also think in terms of... Um, man, you would have hated the Colosseums if you want to talk about people getting fucked over for other people's entertainment. We're not in the Middle Ages anymore, bro. Like, it's fucking 2021, Kelly. You would have hated the That's what I'm saying. If this I loved you, it, though. <laughs> I'm saying uh, of of all the things that have happened to people, like, you know, it's you, you yeah, got, like, I know. You were, like, but nervous. That's, you that's, were nervous for five Scott, minutes. You, you didn't people. get torn apart by uh, a lion or whatever. You of all people, I thought would like have a little more empathy for the I can't, working no, I can't class. Believe... <laughs> I, I, 
I guess yeah, the the people like being there as their job, I guess is fine. But the people in the bar were there like willingly. And again, it's just like I don't know. It's like I'm not I'm not saying that it was like wrong. I just think that it's like uh, uh, such a like minor inf- or like pranking anybody is like rude. It's uh, so I should never I should never call someone uh and ask if their refrigerator is running in case they might be that's not what i'm saying there are certain i said there's certain pranks that are crossing the line dude that's all i'm saying there are ones in this movie that i thought were hilarious when they go into the diner and they're talking with these people and then they're just like like where you know driving a bright pink car they leave the diner then the uh his sister comes in starts asking for them it's like i'm gonna kill these guys and then like there's one woman in the diner that's like just blabbing immediately blabbing like they were just in here like go get them they went that way like it's so fun like that shit's a couple diner ones when they're like they keep returning like the characters keep switching like that was such a good bit that was such a good bit and then like the i even didn't mind the dick one like when they had their dick in the chinese fire Finger, Finger trap. trap. Like oh, that they had shit's the rubber stretchy dicks that were stretching <laughs> that like funny. three feet. I guess like I'm just I just don't like I first of all I don't like the whole rape situation. I thought that was in bad taste personally. Still pretty funny. Like when he goes back in comedy in threes would have I thought it would have been hilarious if he went back in a third time and then the gorilla was like ghosting him or something like that. <laughs> uh and then also, uh, just like having projectile vomit or blood sprayed at me would bug the shit out of me. If that shit happened to me, I'd be mad. And then also the one maid, I felt That's so why it's bad a for good her. Prank. I just, oh, oh. So I'll say in the defense, here's what I was saying in defense of the movie a little bit, because this is the same thing that happened in Borat somewhat. I don't think this is the same way they did this in this movie, but I know in Borat, this was the case where they get before they film any of these people, they do get releases saying, uh, I think in this, like with Borat, they got a release saying we're filming a, a documentary, blah, 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 blah. People didn't know it was fake with this movie. There are a lot of moments where like people notice the cameras turn and look right in the fucking camera and they keep all of those moments in, which I think is really funny. Uh, but they definitely sign releases afterwards too. So in defense of this movie, like all the people have the opportunity to not sign a release and people get blurred out in this movie off and on. Like, if anyone's upset, they have the right to be upset. And and I would also say that the filmmakers had to have permission for a lot of these places to be able to film because they have like I mean the BTS stuff. You do see that they have like a relatively decent camera crew. It's not just like button cameras that are hidden in certain spots. They do have like good cameras filming this stuff like so it's like in the defense of the movie. It's like, yes, it's unethical. Are they still being like relatively decent about it? I think so. And I think because it's so ridiculous. I would say for the most part, yes. I'm just saying there are moments in the movie that I thought crossed a line that I would draw. And who's who's he's the one pushing the line. Like, of course, Eric Andre is going to push that line. I would also say in, in defense of your argument that on the Eric Andre show, it makes more sense that this is acceptable because when people go on to the Eric Andre show, they know what they're getting in for. You know, you're going on there to get fucked with. Well, and in this case, it's a lot like, of people don't. I got hired. They should. But no, they know they're going <laughs> they, on there. Like, you know, uh, the, like the first season and a half, a lot of people went on not knowing what they were getting then, into. That's that's on their agent because that, that is like, on that, their agent. Don't point, get me wrong. Like they should have yeah. known. Yeah, I guess I feel yeah. The the one I really I think you have a strong argument on Kelly is the where uh, the gallery lady um, cries and and uh, those the cleaning women are who are just there like to work uh, go over and like comfort her and then they find out that it was all fake. But like um, I thought that scene was like more about like how like. Uh, this the the gallery love interest is supposed to be kind of this like uh new york like yuppie lady and then it was showing how like she's like kind of uh uppity and then the the workers like are showing empathy for her but then also like um <laughs> the, the, 
the, the one who's like sort of in the back who like makes eye contact with the camera and is just like, oh, this is so like, is she yeah. like, is like, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, like, she yeah. like almost like, like we don't get pa- this isn't what I'm getting paid to do. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And so I thought, I don't know, I just thought that like the perspective of the movie was like, even though like right, like they are technically getting tricked, I thought the perspective of the movie was like still like on it's, their yeah. side. And again, the worst thing that happened to them is what they had to like empathize with this crying lady for a few minutes under false pretenses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, it's rude. I don't think it's like a no. Yeah. I'm crying. Not, and yeah. you want to make an omelet, you got to break a few eggs and like nothing mm-hmm. like actually bad happened to anybody. So I don't and, know. And again, overall, a very enjoyable movie. I, and it's just me and my little fucking, snowflake mind that i'm just kind of looking out for people i guess and i there are yeah, moments or, or where that, i couldn't get past it and take I, you, enjoy I, it. I can definitely understand how that could take you out of it how that could make you enjoy it less i just don't think like it's like i i wouldn't go so far as to say like they're wrong for doing it because i don't know i just to me like it's like that's why the movie's so goddamn funny and uh um Honestly, I thought that when I was watching it, I'm so surprised too because when I was watching it, I literally thought like this is like Borat but nicer. <laughs> like, so I'm well, so that's shy. the thing is like the people, Borat, yeah. the people that they're pranking. I think that's the other thing is like the people that they're pranking Borat. I always feel like deserve it. Like they're the bad people, and then there's like a couple people in the movie peppered in that you are like, oh, cool, humanity's not off all awful. And then in this movie, it's like the opposite. I'm just like, all these people are super friendly and nice, and they don't deserve this shit happening to well, them. But that's like, what, yeah. Some of the best scenes in Borat were like him with like the driving instructor, or like where people are being like kind of like patient yeah, with Borat, exactly. and he's testing their patience. And with and the I driving this instructor, movie was like all that. Like everybody is trying to like help them and that makes it like more funny to me that he's like preying on people's like good nature which i guess is like yeah it's like devious and like cynical and bad but i think that's kind of what the <laughs> i don't know it works for well, me yeah. i dig it i yeah. dig it because in the end the movie is saying is like showing that like no like yes the the tone of the characters are cynical but like yeah the world is nice like like the part that's where I, she's dangling him like, i felt better about humanity after watching yeah. this yeah, movie. yeah like, for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. So Kitao Sakurai, apparently he directs usually like very politically fueled type documentaries trying to expose, you know, awful people, corporations, politicians, whatever. And then he directed this and he told Eric, he's like, that's what I usually do. And what this movie does is like exposing the complete opposite of that, which is just the normal everyday life people that are all good to each other, regardless of the circumstance. Like them, the... One of the the final scene in the movie where he's dangling off the building, there are people just trying to get tacos. There's like some of them are just like, I'm gonna eat my taco and like I guess see how this this guy might die. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, and I think that's so interesting. It's like a stand for it's like a it's a psychological yeah. experiment. Like yeah. those two people are okay, sociopaths. You wouldn't even like you won't try to do fucking anything. Like, yeah, and then there's other people so that literally we're like handed a megaphone. We're just like, I got this. I guess I got to step <laughs> yeah. up and do this. And like the car crash scene where the dude is like breaking up Rel and so Eric, funny. like it's insane. He's just like, no, we're going to sort this out. And you know, it's crazy. So, and they just keep talking about how like insane they just keep like <laughs> adding more and more crazy details to yeah. the situation and the guy is just so like eventually yes. he kind of gives up and is just like we can't worry about that like, yes, <laughs> yes. the car crash they must have what they must have done what they must have done is staged all of it and then somehow gotten a crowd to come around the corner because there's no way the they crowd had, is like there they had to yeah exactly i think they they did the car crash? They must have staged it, and then they maybe CGI'd like the car. Cr- the car crash was CGI itself. Like, maybe in the movie, played a uh, like used the PA system to play like a loud car crash sound or something, and then they uh, came up. They all came up from like around a corner, if I remember. Yeah, what no, I was the, the 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 or from a the, building. The PA, or that's a good that's a good call. That they played like a loud noise. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Uh, that was crazy. Uh, so the first prank they filmed was. Sorry, if I, I listened to Eric Andre's interview on Conan this week. Uh, and the first prank they filmed was Rel with Eric with the Chinese finger trap. And it was the first day of shooting. And what happened, this is like a crazy story. So they go into the barber shop, if you guys remember that scene. And 
the barber is just like, hell no, hell, hell fucking no. And he grabs a knife out of his backpack and chases them out of the store and keeps chasing them. And then, like, they finally, like, you know, say, cut, cut, cut. It's a prank, cut, like, blah, blah, blah. And the barber's like, oh, you guys got me so good. Oh, my God. You're lucky because usually I bring a gun to work. It's <laughs> just like, <laughs> Rel. So here's what happens. Rel, that's his first day of shooting. He's like, I almost got fucking killed. I don't know yeah. if I can do this. I think I have to quit the movie. He calls Elizabeth, who plays the um, convict in the movie, his sister. In the movie, Elizabeth. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Tiffany Haddish. Oh, my God. <laughs> just he calls Elizabeth? Tiffany. Like Madonna? It's just yeah. Elizabeth? <laughs> he calls Tiffany Haddish, and they went to school together or something, and he's telling her about this shit, and... <laughs> Tiffany's like laughing him out of the room, like, and just ends up calling Eric afterwards and says, I want to be involved in this. Like, how do yeah. I get it? And then apparently Tiffany's like, all of her scenes were just like, she's knocking everything out of the park. Like, that's what Eric Wait, said they, on the podcast. They yeah. didn't have her in the movie until later. What until was the tension after in Rel the movie? Called. What was the tension well, in the movie? What I'm saying is the first prank. That was the first prank. It was the first prank. They just didn't cast her yet. They replaced her or something. Because, yeah, Tiffany seals the show in, like, every scene that she's in, I think. Like, she crushes it. Her telling every single group of people she runs into, I remember faces, is the funniest thing. It's such a good bit. It's so funny. Every single person, I remember faces. I remember. And then the twist at the end of her being proud of Lil Rel for finally standing up to her at the end. Ah. Yeah, no, this there's a lot of good stuff in this movie. This movie in general has as a spoof movie, guys. This is a good spoof of road trip movies. This is a good it hits all the same beats, but the big take on it is what if all the supporting characters are real people? And then what if like a really in, like what if we push it to the most insane degree possible? Except for like I would say one sequence. One road trip trope that they do in this movie that they didn't really do well is the drug uh the drug scene. The drug scene was just like uh, so generic. I thought. I thought it was just bad. I didn't think they had a good time. I, I think it was, you could have cut it out, and it wouldn't yeah. change yeah. the movie at all. I think it, it was, was fine. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they could have cut it out. I, I like the effect that they had on it, but it, that's pretty much it. It's just like a glorified music video in the middle of a movie. So yeah, it yeah. definitely could have been cut out. Many many drug sequences are like that. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. I'm I'm sorry for being all up in arms about certain things about <laughs> no, you're, the film. No, you're 100% entitled to your opinion, and I can also 100% uh, understand how that would like t- take you out of the movie or just like make it less funny if you're like worried about the, like I that's how I feel about like people falling. Like I never I can never laugh at like people falling in real life. Never makes me laugh because I just worry like. Yeah, but they might be hurt though. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I totally hard. get that. I just with this, it's just like if it, it's all psychological so and it's only for it. like a second, and also like and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know where how my uh, empathy uh, gets turned off for this movie, but I'm just a more power to you, man. Like I get I watch it. These that's, pranks and I love that, it. That's what it's made for. Like it's not made for people to feel bad for other people that's why you watch movies like uh another round or something like that you know yeah i'll rate it i think i think it gets in eight out of ten as a movie because i do like eric andre i think he's a down-to-earth person i think it's funny how hannibal burris is busy selling uh nfts in his store web page and Eric Andre is just kind of, he's kind of woke, man. He's like, whenever I listen to interviews with him, I'm just like, damn, this guy is just like pretty down to earth for what the fuck he's doing. Like, um, and eight out of 10 is a spoof. Marty convinced me of it being a good spoof movie. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'll say as a spoof, seven out of 10. I think it does a good job of spoofing the road trip thing, which is pretty played at this point. But I think in general, this movie, actually, like every scene just feels like pretty much just a spoof of movies. It's like a like every scene has this like tone of hitting all these cliched beats that you see in any kind of just normal comedy movie. And it feels like a good, good little take on all that stuff. So how can you say it's a bad spoof? It, it does a it does a heightened version of those things. And it has a take on every single one of the things it portrays. That's a good spoof as a movie. Seven out of ten. I enjoyed myself for the most part. I agree with Kelly. 
some darker stuff that really was uh, off-putting, but, you know, that that was going into this movie, I fucking knew what I was getting into. Like, that was part of this thing. I'm like, I know there's going to be some fucked up things that I'm not going to want to see. So. This Eric Andre guy, he's kind of got a twisted mind. And this movie <laughs> from the is twisted straight mind. from it. Yeah, uh, as a movie, 9.8 out of 10. I will have to give it some more time if I'm going to, you know, decide it's like a you know, great uh, Mount Rushmore of comedies comedy. But I, d- I want to watch it again, which is like very rare for a comedy movie for me. Um, and yeah, as a spoof, I'll give it a, and I'm going to give it a 7.8 out of 10. Because while it's very, very funny... I, uh, I, I, it's, and it's definitely a spoof of a road trip movie and it's like, you know, satirical of other things. Like you said, I don't know if it's a full on textbook definition of a spoof spoof. Thus concludes my rating. (laughs) Scott. Yeah. Do you have a novelty song for us? Yeah, I do have a novelty song for you, but before I tell you about my novelty song, I have some novelty questions to ask you. I'm going to, uh, well, I need you guys to give me some words, and I won't say why, but you might just find out a little bit later. So before I tell you about my song, Kelly, I need a noun from you. Just any old noun will do. Mint. Mint? A mint candy. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, I need a vehicle from you, Kelly. From me? Mm-hmm. A Dodge Intrepid. Dodge <laughs> Intrepid. Okay. Kelly, I need a celebrity. For- Emma. Wait, Glenn Close. Okay. Give her the credit Topical. she deserves. Yeah, yeah. She, she might not have she's, the Oscar, but God, she's got. This. But she's getting to call it on this podcast. <laughs> Kelly, I need you to tell me a color. Crimson. Okay, all right, weirdo. Uh, and uh, an article of clothing, Kelly. Uh, shirt. I'll normalize it with shirt. Shirt, okay. All right, Normie. Uh, <laughs> Marty, mm-hmm. I need an animal. Let's go with a beaver. And I need an illness. Ooh, uh, what's a funny illness? <laughs> um, um, Big dick disease. <laughs> let's go with the common cold. Uh, politician, Marty. Oh, I gotta go with my favorite politician of all time. Let's go with number one, Teddy Roosevelt. And a slogan. You can do it. Like the Rob Schneider. Like Rob Schneider and the Waterboy, yes. Okay, Kelly, energy drink. Bang, baby. Haven't tried it, never will, but let's throw it in there. Uh, Kelly, I need a body part. Fingy. Uh, Marty, I need an insect. Let's go with, um, centipede. I need another slogan, Mart. Where's the beef? A type of shoe, Marty. Uh, New Balance. (laughs) All right, right, Normie. Uh, Okay, this one is shared, so I guess either of you can chime in. Uh, A star of spoof movies, a star of of one of the movies we've watched. Goofy. The dog, of course. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, yeah. Okay, and then okay, Marty. Now let's have you give us a star. <sighs> let's go with John C. Riley. Okay, and I need a yoga pose. Uh, coffin. Is that one? It is. Of course, it is. And a dance. Uh, the floss. And. Final one, a slogan. Snap into a Slim Jim. That's a good one. Oh my god, this is going to be so much fun, guys. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I'm bated breath myself. Hey, I got a song for you, and it's called The Tattooed Lady by a fella named Skeets McDonald. Came out off of uh, his album, uh, 
something with the blues. I forget. <laughs> study, go and study with the blues, 1958. Uh, so Skeets McDonald was a, a country singer born on October 1st, 1915, Greenway, Arkansas. He was the youngest of his parents' seven children and gained his nickname for Colin Mosquitoes Skeets as a child. When his older brother moved to Detroit, Michigan in the early 1930s, McDonald followed and joined his first band, the Lonesome Cowboys. In 1935, he later formed his own band and played local clubs on the radio in Flint and Pontiac. After returning from World War II, where he served in North Africa, he cut his teeth as a musician in L.A. and signed on with Capitol Records, where he recorded today's offering. Over his career, he veered from country to hillbilly to rockability. And to rockability, I think is what rockability. I just said. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sadly, he died early of a heart attack in 1968 at only 52 years old. So this is uh, in the country tradition. This is a story song, and he's talking about uh, a time when he was married to a, a, a tattooed lady. And well, let's hear hear Skeets uh, tell the tale. Uh, so with no further ado, let's get a little taste of 1958 Skeets McDonald. The good alive up on her leg was shoulder Tennessee and tattooed on her back with good old Rackham sack the play what a horny song I know <laughs> it's a horny song but it's also like not I mean he's just looking at the tattoos like <laughs> I mean he is saying those hills that I roam when he describes West yeah, Virginia on He used ass. to live there. Yeah, he used to live there and <laughs> roam around the hills. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about, you sicko. You know what? I'm the sick one. I'm the sick you're one. You're the freak, not Skeets. I'm He's the freak. normal. When, yes. he, when he whistles, when he whistles, what is he, what is he talking about when he said, when I found the, the tattoo on her? Oh, uh, elbow. <laughs> oh, 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 he's an elbow. Yeah, you got to cover those elbows. They get there. They turn a man yeah. on. A glimpse of stocking used to be once was shocking. shocking. <laughs> Guys, you know, you're talking an awful lot of trash about this song, but I understand you two have some pretty unique tattoos yourselves, don't you? <laughs> yeah, so I've heard. <laughs> mm hmm. So you've heard. I do. So you've seen I every do. time you look in the damn mirror. Because Kelly, Kelly's an amnesiac. Kelly. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's right. Kelly this has to tattoo look at these says, tattoos. Stop. Don't record the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> quit podcast. <laughs> um, well, uh, in addition to that quit podcast on your chest, Kelly, you also have a mint, a candy mint, wearing a crimson shirt, sitting in a Dodge Intrepid, being driven by Glenn Close. Right there on your chest, Kelly. Oh, you freak. Oh, what a, that's a crazy tattoo. Yeah, yeah I can so make weird. it dance. Yeah, why the did car, you get not that? Glenn Close. Why did you get that tattoo? What does that tattoo mean to you, Kelly? Um, I just thought it looked cool. <laughs> okay. With Sailor Jerry style, you know. Yeah. Uh, okay, Classic. you caught me. I, I found it on the inside of a Sailor Jerry bottle of rum. <laughs> oh, you fucking... And Thief, was, intellectual the, property theft. No, I mean, I went to the tattoo parlor. I was like, can you put this on my chest? Yeah. You're actually and not allowed said, to yeah. get anything copyrighted tattooed on you. Yeah. That's why I don't have a Bart Simpson tattoo. I have a Blart Slompson tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> and for the listener, I do not have a Bart Simpson tattoo. Just uh, Marty, you have on your bicep, you have Teddy Roosevelt. Posing like a beaver, sick with a common cold, with the slogan, you can do it, written <laughs> underneath. And, and you never mentioned why you got that tattoo. What's going on? You know, I, I like to just like, whenever I'm feeling down, I just look at that tattoo and I remember that time that Teddy Roosevelt had a cold and how it almost killed him because, you know, back then they didn't have medicine. Mm -hmm. And so I just think about that and think about how great of a president he was. And I'm just like, damn, I can get over this. Yeah. Teddy yeah. Roosevelt got over you the cold. You can do it. Oh, cause the tattoo is upside down. So on your bicep, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. right side up when you look at it. He smiles at me when I look yeah. down. I'm like, that's nice. Yeah. Um, and then Kelly on your forehead, you have a can of bang 
uh, <laughs> tilted down, pouring all the way down to your finger. Or, t- excuse me, to your fingy. Uh, wow. Yeah. So what's up with Is that like a... Did they pay you to get that tattooed on you? Or what's um, that's actually the first tattoo I got. It's what brought me into the ink game. Uh, they say get one, you know, in an area that you can conceal so you don't get a job. So you can get a job. But I was like, no, that's not who I am. And uh, I got that one. Um, obviously, it's super near and dear to me because it just reminds me of my son. <laughs> Bang Jr. Yeah, Bang Jr., my son. Marty, on your lower back, you have uh, a... So I was going to say you have a centipede, but don't worry. It's just a tattoo of a centipede. Uh, on your lower Thank back, uh, wearing New Balance. <laughs> so that's <laughs> 100 New Balance shoes, by my count, uh, with the slogan, Where's the Beef Underneath? And I gotta ask, what's the deal with that one? You know, I had an accident when I was younger. Um, I slipped on a centipede while wearing New Balance. and uh, like a banana peel? I screamed out, where's the beef? Because I was holding my cafeteria lunch tray. And uh, it scarred me. So I actually, that's actually a tattoo that covers a scar, actually. I see. Um, it was a, I got a centipede-shaped scar <laughs> that I had to cover up. So Wow. Yeah. That's crazy mm-hmm. that you were walking... Um, in the lunchroom with your lunch tray, and then you stepped on a centipede and slipped on it like a banana peel, and then screamed, "Yeah, on your way down." Where's the that's nuts, man? I guess yeah, such a weird occurrence. Why wouldn't you? I can't believe I've ever told you that story. That's like one of my like distinct stories. Like I, yeah. st- I told that story on Marin. I told yeah. that story on Comedy <laughs> Bang Bang. Like. Did you know you can slip on a centipede? Because you totally can. So watch out. Uh, and then you guys have matching tattoos, which I kind of feel left out by a little bit but it's you both have uh tattoos depicting goofy dancing <laughs> the floss and john c Riley doing the a coffin pose and when you put them <laughs> together their bodies spell snap into a slim gym <laughs> i'm just wondering how do i get in on this well we'll have to come up with a slogan that sort of matches what we already have you know yeah, yeah i guess like we have to add on snap, to it i guess snap fitness into a slim jim, jim jarmish yeah yeah jim jarmish hey speaking of mystery train there you go yeah <laughs> cool well hey we're just kidding they don't have these tattoos remember from before what? when we i made them say those words these are the same words uh <laughs> oh from before that's right yeah Oh hey. my god. Except the Bang Energy one. That's true. For Bang Jr. Yeah. Love you. Love you, <laughs> Bang son. Bang Jr. <laughs> Kelly murdered a bunch of uh, energy drinks. And that's why he has a bunch of energy drink yeah. tears. Teardrops. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah, Tiffany one. Haddish's character. In Bad Trip. Yeah. Of course. Hey, Kelly or Marty, but I think Kelly. Yeah. Do you have a novelty product for us today? I sure do. I sure do, fellers. Hey, oh boy. You, you guys both have pets. Yeah. And uh, I'm just wondering, when they have poops and peas, is it gross? No, I think it's kind of yummy. It's so cool. Okay. It's so All cool. Right. What about no, when just you got to like... stinky. Cat piss is like alien acid. It's just... <laughs> Or alien blood, you know what I'm saying. When when you gotta feed them, doesn't that kind of suck to like half? Like you That's have why I never to do feed it. them. Yeah, yeah. So I put it off for months because I well, hate it. Guess what? You're gonna love this week's novelty product. This week's novelty product is, of course, the Pet Rock, invented by Gary Dahl. Wow. Oh. I yeah. think it was invented by God. Invented by, well, Gary Dahl was invented by God, and then he invented the Pet Rock. Such mysterious ways he works in. They are, you know what? These Pet Rocks, they're smooth stones from Mexico's Rosarito Beach. Rosario Dawson. They were invented in April of 1976 in a bar with a friend of Gary, while Gary listened to his friends complain about their pets. You're he telling said, me the guy was a little drunk when he thought of this idea? Maybe, probably. He was in a bar holding 
his friends wow, like sound like a clue. Yeah, uh, I'm opening uh, the outcome. envelope of Wikipedia. <laughs> and that's what it's saying. He was in a bar. <laughs> I mean, I think this is like the American dream, I guess, is to come up with an yes. idea as stupid as a pet rock and to yeah, be a selling rocks because of it. I mean, I feel like people bought it like because it's like, oh, ha, 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 this is such a funny, funny, stupid idea. Like, it's so, like, I'm in on the joke. Like, this is so it's stupid. It's what makes I'm it, like, actually it. just a genius business idea because it's like, yeah, no, people will buy it because it's, like, funny as a concept to buy this. Yeah. Like, the joke is that you're buying, you're spending the, money yeah. on this dumb thing. Yeah. The, uh, the it also comes like so the rocks only cost one cent each the most expensive part was that he made the boxes that they come in sort of look like a pet box they had like holes on the top so the rock can breathe Mm -hmm. and it comes on like a bed of hay so that stuff is what costs the money and that's why he's like i don't i guess he's regarded as like an advertising genius because he like found a way to sell rocks for more money than they're worth. Well, let me ask you this. What did he follow it up with? Uh, he followed Genius. it up with a job at uh, advertising and writing. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I'm saying... Like, Are you on his LinkedIn? Was what? Ge- just because you have one... I, I, doesn't advertising genius seem like a bit much if you just came up with, like, one... Yeah. Like, it's, it's like you wouldn't say that, like... I wouldn't call uh, Asher Roth a musical genius, even though yeah. he had like one hit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I would call like Don Draper an advertising genius. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just uh... you. You missed the scene where <laughs> in Mad Men where the pet rock guy comes, and in. they're like they bow to him as he enters. <laughs> You're right. And Draper, yeah, Draper just like falls to his knees. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> it's him. <laughs> I think he's just, I guess me saying he's regarded as an advertising genius is is untrue. He just wrote Advertising for Dummies, the famous book from the famous series. Ah, yeah. All that means is he's smarter than a dummy, so yeah, low bar. That's true. Or he's smarter than me. Which, like, also, I don't know if I'd take his advice. Like, yeah, the boxes are uh, creative. That's but. like a one, that's like a, you come up with that idea and that makes your life. You're done. That's great, yeah. but. But yeah, it's like it's like that's not like some idea. It's not like um, Steve Jobs coming up with like the Macintosh and then like because that that is like you can apply that kind of thinking to other things. The pet rock is such a singular just joke. Because, oh, here's here we like, go. Just because you struck gold doesn't mean you know how to operate and manage a mine. Yeah. Look at you go. Look at you go. Right. So anyways, uh, <laughs> I got a fun ranker quiz for us, y'all. Hell yeah. Oh, it's the so good! I'm gonna go obsidian up top. It's the it's the <laughs> you're close. We're gonna ranker doesn't have a lot of rock or mineral base lists, so we're just gonna break down the top ten minerals that hold the keys Ooh. to life in the 21st century. Oh, those top ten minerals that hold the keys to life in the 21st. Century. Okay, can I just say one more thing before we dive into? Is just with the pet rock, kind of like we were saying, like you're in on the joke if you buy it. There was this like factoid I heard that I think about a lot where it's the majority of people who watch reality shows watch it quote unquote ironically. Like the majority of viewers for reality shows are like, well, people actually watch this for serious, but I watch this to like kind of laugh at it. And and they make up the majority of the view. So you are like a mainstream view. So anyways, it's yeah. like people like think yeah. like, oh, this is so stupid. Maybe people actually but buy it's like, it. I better switch so to the works. other side. And it's then. like you you are the rube <laughs> this is for. Like, yeah. Yeah, right. No, it's it succeeds because you think it's funny that it's succeeding. Yeah. yeah. Uh you know who's gonna love this list, Kelly? Hank Schrader. He's gonna love it. That's the name <laughs> of this quiz. Is, Damn it, Marie, they're minerals. <laughs> Not uh, rocks. And Hank Schrader's been popping off on Twitter, y'all. True with those faces. Oh my god, this website's not loading. Alright, never mind. We're going with the top eight minerals because Google loads them real quick. And guess what? This isn't an easy list. It's not this isn't your typical top ten best flaming hot Cheeto yeah. flavors like Marty will do. <laughs> so let me ask you this. It's it's a list of like like most like essential minerals, like minerals that like affect your life every day. I couldn't in, tell you because the like I said the actual website are not is not loading. So I'm just going I, I just off like of, what's the difference between a rock and a mineral? I actually don't know the answer to that. This is going to be a good Minerals <laughs> are 
Top. Uh, we'll start with Scott. Scott, name a mineral. Sandstone. Sandstone. No. Salt. No. We're just gonna get. I think I'm just gonna do whoever gets the first one. Whoever gets quartz. one, right. I'm gonna say quartz. No, oh, that's a rock. Uh, um, granite. I'm scrolling. No. <laughs> a rank your quiz classic line. Zircon. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought that was the um, rat killing shit for a second. Uh, Decon minerals. Uh, gold? Yeah, Marty wins! Wait, 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 hold on. <laughs> Diamonds. No. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? Okay, I guess Marty wins. Or. Yeah, just ore. No, because ore is... That's like... Is ore on hey, there? Get the fuck out of here. You have the quiz in front of you. Don't fucking judge me it's, for guessing no, ore. But ore. Is, is ore like, on there? There are multiple types of ore. Yeah, but is it on there? Not by itself. Silver? Yes. Bronze. No. Silver ore, bronze ore, iron ore. Copper. Iron ore. E ore. Copper, no. E ore. Either ore. <laughs> uh, don't let these days go by. Lith- Wait, lithium? Is it lithium in that yeah. song? Or am I thinking of. Am I mixing up the Nirvana glycerine. song? Glycerine. No, you're thinking of. It's glycerine. Yeah, I'm mixing up the lithium. two butt rock songs. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the days go by. Lithium. Dude, this is a sloppy, <laughs> sloppy episode. Hey, what do you expect? I told you I didn't have much, and I really don't, so I'm sorry. No, this has been a gold episode. You know me. You know me highlights I have to pick from here. I've got so many, Scott. So many. Yeah, I don't. You can Google this, uh, listener. This minerals are fucking great, I'm sure, but not fun to talk about. Pet rocks. That was the closing product for this week. Yeah, why Pet do we rocks. always close with products? Products are boring. I guess we can switch it up. Songs are fun and movie are fun. Anyway, that sounds that sounds fucked up. I I feel like I'd be so confused if we did that. Well, well, that's just like at the man. beginning. At the beginning, Kelly, what would I be think? like? Do we outvote him? <laughs> um, I think we're already almost ninety episodes in. It feels a little late to change shit around. <laughs> this week, we're talking about. Pet rocks? I just it doesn't feel right to me. It doesn't feel right. Oh wait, you're saying do the but you product say, first? That would be demented. No, that's fucked up. That's like yeah. Okay, up. okay. We could swap the product and song some weeks if we wanted to. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right, cool. Well, there goes another one down the pipes. <laughs> Audience, thank you so fucking much for listening. We super appreciate it. It's the best. Let's do what Transylvania, Ho- Transylvania Hotel three next week. Yeah, next week. Let's do it. See you there. All right, sounds good. Bye.